Tell his oldest time. Boy downloads dating app. Girl matches with him. Boy and girl engage in casual sex. Girl dies. Boy investigates her death for his podcast. Don't you two remember reading stuff like that back in school between sessions of Shakespeare and Beowulf? No. No. Nope. The, the fuck was that, guys? Like, I thought know. you was reading it. You was reading yeah, it. it That's a like goddamn a... question mark on the outline. I thought it was, what's it called? Rhetorical. Yeah, rhetorical. You know what? We're trying to we're trying to be cute, you know, with these openings. And, you know, you guys just fucked it up. Anyway, I'm Chad. And I waited, I intentionally waited till you drank that water, too. Because, you know, we're doing Fuck video you. now. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Matt. You're listening to the 71st episode of our podcast. We used to talk about this at work. All right, so we are back, and I'd like to say um, welcome for the eighth time, Rachel. How are you doing, miss? Thank you. Um, Glad to be back on here. Glad to be doing things again. I was quarantined with COVID for a while there and finally got back out in the world today. So it felt good to be out and about. So you got the COVID. Um, You're a marked one. Um, Do you want to speculate when you got COVID, Rachel? I mean, I'm guessing a couple days before I started you know, like experiencing symptoms. So either in Chicago or maybe at work, not really sure. So. Chad, wasn't you out in Chicago too? In those parts? Same part she was at? I mean, we literally, the last episode, I said I was with her. Can you listen to our own show, Matt? Uh, no, it was a joke because maybe you have, do you have any symptoms too, Chad? No, like I took two COVID tests and I was good to go. And I was, you know, trapped in a car with this woman and I apparently had to make her talk to me instead of do needlepoint and shit. You know, so I don't know how Rachel got COVID, but I didn't. Yep, I don't know either, but I'm glad you didn't get it. I too am glad I didn't get it. And that is the the end of that sentence for me. Nothing sympathetic about your situation oh yes all indeed (laughs) but uh what you do to um keep yourself um occupied while you're in quarantine yeah so i watched a lot of stuff um watched some movies watched some tv shows i started abbott elementary matt that's pretty good um Good job. Good job. Yes. Um, See, if I would have got COVID, then I could have started it. <laughs> now well, I, I, I started it, so, but, so, you know, so you could have watched it. Well, I started it. I just need to finish it. Well, because uh, next month, uh, season two comes out. Yes, I did see a, a thing about that online. Oh, wow. So I got to finish season one real quick then. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be week to week, so you'll have plenty of time. That's true. So yeah, I started that. I watched some some good stuff and some not as good stuff. Um, 
I watched the Eternals. Which is that is that is that part of the good stuff or not so good stuff? <laughs> That's part of the not so good stuff. I, okay. I wish I, I concur. Could have said, uh, <laughs> I wish I could have said it was part of the good stuff, but it was not. So yeah, and I uh did some coloring, did some needlepoint, did some reading when I felt up to it. So you read anything good? Yeah. Um it's like not fun books it's like books for like therapy oh okay. yeah okay so serious topics stuff that's hard to get through so. i understand that's that's what i want to read when i'm like stuck you know basically stuck <laughs> inside my home and stuck inside my brain you know right yeah not not totally uh the best reads for that situation but I got through some of it. Before we switch topics, what is your preference, physical books or digital? Physical. And you're a physical person too, right, Matt? Yes. Okay. Because even like all all the books that I've have, like I've done audio books for, I still have that. I also got the physical copy of. Hmm. That's quite expensive, double dipping. I don't know. There's something about just like having the physical um, copy of a book just makes it like reading it, uh, just flipping through the pages and also having the mindset that I actually have this book. Well, and, um, you know, well, in these days, you know, they're banning stuff or whatever. But now I actually have a physical copy of something, no matter what. A lot of times they ban that stuff for a reason. Was that Fahrenheit one? Oh, 451. That's always banned. Yeah. yeah. Which is ironic because it's about censorship, but right. Yeah. Yeah. We can't have the children reading about dystopias. What's wrong with y'all? Right. But um, yeah. So Matt, what have you been watching? Um, I stumbled across when I say stumbled across, Netflix knows me, and they was like, Matthew, I think you might be interested in this. And me and Netflix have a great relationship. So I was like, ooh, I'm about to check this out. It's a show called Mo on Netflix. Have you guys heard of it? No. Mo. Mo. M-O. So basically, it's about this... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Undocumented person and living in Houston, right? Okay. Um, And I really enjoyed it because it's a mixture of like... So his family escaped. Um, he's Pakistanian, and he his family escaped. Was it Israel when he was like real, real young? You mean <laughs> Pakistan or Afghanistan? No, no. If he's Pakistani, why wouldn't why would Pakistan. he why wouldn't he be leaving Pakistan? Because they was live living in. Okay, so he left. He was he's Pakistanian, and he moved from. I guess Pakistan to Israel, and then I guess during there was a war during in Israel, and that's where he left from Israel to United States when he was like five or something like that. Okay, but yeah, but basically he's been living in Houston his whole life. So um, it's funny because he speaks Arabic, English, and Spanish, and he dates a a Mexican woman, but you know his family wants him to date you know yeah their culture, but yeah, but um. 
I just like it just seems very authentic to everything about like Houston. I, I know nothing of Arabic culture, but it seems to be very authentic in that. Um also with um his Mexican girlfriend, how like just like sometimes in Japanese, like um in Spanish, you know, you speak Spanish, but then you know there's certain words that they'll say in English, just like in Japan. Like it just seems very authentic. Now I could be completely wrong. I might be ignorant of this, but from all the different cultures that they represent in this, it's um seems very authentic. But it's a comedy though. Or it's a comedy because he's a the guy himself is a he's a comedian and now he's on the show. But so there's comedic tones to it. But uh it's basically how he has to work these jobs because he's searching for um asylum. Okay, yes. Those type of paperwork. And that's where like the major plot of the story is him trying to get asylum for his family and everything else like that. So he has to work and things, do jobs underneath the table and stuff. It's a good show. <clears throat> it's only like eight episodes. It's not very long. So if you got time, um, please check out Mo. It's very good. I recommend it. Do you feel like this would have been better as a movie? No, nah, I think it's perfect for a TV show. Why? Because I think in a, on a T, if it was a movie, some things would have been cut out. Right. So it would have nah. been a tighter comedy. No, nah, because it's it's not made to be a comedy. It's just he's funny. Okay. If that makes sense. So I guess you consider it a drama, but it's it's a mixture of both. But I like it better as a TV show. Because uh, like as you were. As you were describing it, I um, was looking at it and I was like, okay, this thing's like kind of cool. But then it was like, this is a TV show. And I'm like, I don't want to give this four hours of my time, but I would give this 90 minutes. I was just thinking about it. He, one of apartheid jobs is he works at a strip club <laughs> uh, as a as a DJ. Uh, so, yeah, it's just fun, like small, little funny anecdotes things in there but it's not really a comedy but no it's it's good though okay good. i mean oh. i don't I'm, i don't argue with you just that's my hesitation and the other thing i watched last night was um uh, i watched super pets have you seen it oh no i heard it was so good and that the marketing failed it because all they did was say kevin hart and the rocker in this but they didn't really get into like what the movie's about yes um it's okay oh really yeah it's not um nothing special nothing special um yeah it was just okay you know rock is uh rock kevin hart it's basically um i'll give you the, the this plot without giving spoilers um wait well is it worth watching like should you just spoil this shit and we just call it a day it's okay. I mean, it's a kids movie type of thing. I mean, they do do some adult jokes in there where they might not get, but it's it was okay. Like my son liked it. I would never watch this again. But ah, fuck it. I just pull it. You don't need to watch this shit. Uh, <laughs> basically, it comes down to is that uh Superman and Crypto the dog are best friends. He starts getting with Lois Lane. Then Crypto feels jealous. Um. Lex Luthor gets um, orange kryptonite because he believes orange kryptonite is what's going to give him powers. But then um, inside this shelter for pets, there's a dog who's played by um, Kevin Hart. 
pig, a squirrel, whoa, turtle. Whoa, 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 roll back, roll back. The Kevin Hart isn't playing Ace the Bat Hound. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what so, that Kevin Hart is playing. So Ace is Batman's dog. Okay, yes, the, that's the, the one that Kevin Hart. Okay, so, so that's the one that Kevin Hart voices. So he, but he's in a pound. Yes, but he's Batman's dog. Does Batman no. adopt him at the end? Yes. So what happens is, is that the dog, <laughs> the turtle, all of these animals are in, a, in like a shelter pound type of thing. There's a hamster in there that previous before the hamster got there, she was a test hamster. Sorry, excuse me, guinea pig. They make multiple reference that she is not a hamster. She's a guinea pig. So Lex Luthor tested all this stuff on this guinea pig. But then Superman and Crypto comes in, rescue these all these animals that they were getting tested on, but put the guinea pig in this pound type thing. So the guinea pig gets the orange kryptonite. But then the animals get the powers. So then that's how all of them get the powers. And Crypto loses his powers. And then he has to learn to work together with these other animals to save all the superheroes in the Justice League come. You have all of them. Um, and yeah. And then at the end, each of the, each of the Justice League members gets a pet. That sounds fucking stupid. Um. I'd heard po- very positive things about the movie, but that description does not make me want to see it. Uh, it's if you got kiddos and like that, but like it's no, because honestly, I've watched this movie three times. What? What? How? How do you have the time to do that? No, what I mean is, I started watching it, didn't finish oh, it. Oh, I see. I started watching it again, didn't finish it, and I was like, "Fuck it, I need to finish this fucking movie." So let me finish this fucking movie. Okay. Um, does Matt's description make you want to see the movie, Rachel? No, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, as Rachel said earlier, a not so good movie. When the fuck did she say? Oh, yes. Okay, she did say that. <laughs> um so i checked out orphan first kill are you guys familiar with the uh i believe it's 2008 movie orphan i am familiar with it of the name of it i have not seen it seen uh, them. okay so i'm going is a 2009 by the way i'm gonna spoil this um so i apologize for spoiling a what 13 year old movie uh, it's, it's a really good movie, honestly. But um, so the movie stars a young a young woman, a girl that is adopted by a um, a couple. And you could tell like the little girl has like a little bit of a bloodlust and she's basically trying to kill the mom because she's like attracted to the dad. And like this is a movie that is like the reason why it's loved so much is because of the twist ending is that um the little girl she has like a gland a gland disease disorder and she's actually she looks like she's 10 12 but she's actually like 30 so this is like oh. an adult woman that pretends to be a kid to like infiltrate families and like you know um steal and shit so the first one's really good Wait, that that's a that's a wild uh yeah, it's a it's a really good movie. Lot. Even with me, like so the thing is like somebody spoiled the movie for me like way back when, 
And that made me want to watch it. And it's still good knowing the twist. Oh, that's rare. This is a good movie. Now, you have this prequel that was made, that was released like two weeks ago. And the thing is, like, the little girl comes back to play that same character. But remember, this is a prequel. So at this point, she's actually in her 20s versus she was like 10 or 12 something, 12 or whatever, when the original came out. And Mm -hmm. so um, they don't have that Marvel budget of like, you know how they can de-age people. And they also basically they hired like an actual little girl to like do the scenes, and then they they digitally put the the original actor's head on the little girl's body. And there's times when that shit just don't look right. So you gotta <laughs> you, you gotta mentally like just drop that. But this movie is really good. Uh, the prequel and um. I find that the measure of a good prequel is that once that movie's over, you immediately want to watch the original, not as like a palate mm-hmm. cleanser, but like a, I want to just, you know, continue to connect the dots. Yeah. Connect the story. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really good. And so the thing is like going in this first off, this is not one of those prequels where you should watch that. And then the original, because her whole situation is like talked about like minutes into this, into this prequel. Mm -hmm. But there's a twist in this movie that made me wish that this wasn't a prequel. Cause I was like, I want to see how you could further this idea that I will not spoil, but this is a really good movie. Like, yeah, I think I gave it like four stars on, on um, letterbox. It's quite good. Okay um that's on paramount plus and then um i checked out the first episode of house of the dragon matt did you watch that or are you into game of thrones at all no no and no <laughs> um so i know rachel watched it um, I, did. I liked it it gave me those early seasons of game of thrones vibes like i'm somebody that didn't finish the original series like i dropped out in season four well be when they still had content from the books to pull from okay but uh this was really solid um cast is great like you can tell like they like they've got a budget and they know how to use it and like it leaves you wanting to know what the heck is happening even though this move this show is a prequel also like it opens and it's like hey this is like 150 years before um, Game of Thrones. So don't think you're about to see some motherfuckers from that show, okay? But I feel like this is like a good like foundation. Like this stands on its own. But uh, what do you think, Rachel? Yeah, I would agree with that. Like it made me want to watch more. And it reminded me enough of the original Game of Thrones, like the tone and everything that I think if you're a fan watching because you watch Game of Thrones, you'll like it. And then if you're also just starting it to see what it's about, you'll still like it. Yeah. And it's like very light knots to the original. Like, you know, they can't have the actors. So like like a family name will pop up. Right. Um, so what's the, what's the name of the show again? House of the Dragon. Okay. So only know this off social media. So they were talking about how 
Uh, black people are calling it House of Dragons. <laughs> oh, I thought you was talking about when uh, there's a oh, scene. That's that was, I was going to get to that next. Okay, well, okay. Uh, yeah, they said that uh, people were like, this lady posted, uh, she was like, yeah, uh, people saying, I need to watch House of Dragons. And then so she looked it up. It was called House of the Dragons. Mm -hmm. And it was like how black people always like shortened it or put an S at the end of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like rallies. It's not rallies. <laughs> it's rally. I thought it was rallies. No, you might be right. What am I thinking of? Uh, I don't know. Sonics. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not I'm running through all franchises in my head. Yeah, Wendy's has an S, McDonald's. Whoa, White Castles. Because it's White Castle, it, right? Is there an S? White Castle. See, all the S's sound like fi fire to me. That's like White Castles, <laughs> Wendy's, McDonald's. All that has S's. Yeah, this it's White Castle, not White Castles. Oh, see? Okay, let's go with that one. <laughs> and then the other meme I seen about, um, they said that the real estate is for, um, I guess one of the characters didn't want to get a drink from somebody else. And it was like a uh, black person not wanting to get drunk in front of white people. Right, right. I, I saw that meme first before I saw the episode because like, you know, it's very common in Game of Thrones for somebody to poison that drink. So I was like, oh, does he know? Does he know something? But mm -hmm. now, nah, like he uh, in that scene, he suggested that they do something. And they was like, no, we're not doing that. That's stupid. And so he was kind of mad. And so he's like, I don't know what the fuck's about to happen here. So let me I'm uh -huh. good. I, I, I need to stay sober. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to do a little bit of a follow up from last week. So um, I watched all five short films, short, short films shorts of um i am Groot with my daughter and she loved it um it also helped that it was short and like you know animation was you know i'm sure she you know really took to the animation because you know these youths don't care for that 2d animation no no so uh she enjoyed all five um and then Did also you like it? yeah yeah I, I said i liked it last week and I said I would oh, okay. I would watch it in front of her to see if um, oh okay yeah and then also on the follow up um I watched Spin Me Round uh Rachel watched it also um funny enough I um will let you go first Rachel since I talked about House of the Dragon okay well I thought it was kind of a crazy ride but also i wouldn't want to watch it again i didn't think it was very good i like how you use like negative thing and negative thing <laughs> one usually when one does that they they try and balance it out but all right <laughs> yeah no balance this time um yeah i didn't care for this movie either like it felt like the editing was off like some like scenes were like went on too long and it mm -hmm. reminded me of like you guys remember like when dvds were like really really hot like the mid 2000s where like a comedy would come out and you'd have the theatrical version which was decent enough and then they'd have like the uncut version where it's like mm -hmm. we added more jokes and stuff and scenes go on for a little bit too long and it's just like it's whatever there was no oversight here that's what this felt like um that being said the overall story wasn't good 
um i don't know it's like in what world are you like yes i'm the ceo of this company and i'm just gonna bring these managers out to fuck them like what what are we doing here my guy i agree just like i said like I don't blame these on the actors and actresses. It's like the story, like it could have had a, it could have had a, like if it would have went with the whole murder kidnapping thing. Okay. That's fine. But then like the story where it was like, I know thing quote unquote illegal, but then it's kind of like, what was the point of the story at all then? Right. Like, it was trying yeah. to be too many kinds of movies. Like, at the end, when they were like, okay, this is a slasher now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? what? What is happening here? Why Why is this happening here? Right. Yeah. I don't know. And also, this is a public service announcement. I don't care who it is or who you are. If you are traveling to a foreign country, no matter what the circumstances are, do not ever give your passport to somebody that's yeah. the first thing i thought about is what he was like give me your passports and i was like never do that i thought never he was jo- i thought he was joking because he came in with joking around like i, I thought he was joking and then she that girl made that joke about oh you're gonna kidnap us but then they gave him those passports i was like what the fuck are y'all doing i thought they were not gonna give it to him like why did they even give it to him in the first place that made me cringe so hard. Yes. Yes. So yeah, not a good movie. I um I was really excited for this movie because, you know, we 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 are in love with Allison Brie and um Aubrey Plaza, but um this this wasn't it. Not at um, all. Um so she And I told you like see how uh, Aubrey Plaza's really not in it like that. Yeah. And also like I didn't really understand like you can't just fire a character like Aubrey Plaza because, like, she knows too much dirt. That's what I was thinking, too, because I'm like, when they fire her, I assume that, you know, later on she's going to show back up and, you know, yeah. help out the stars. But, no, she was just fired and gone. And I was like, oh. Yeah. When I thought it was, like, a loose end that that one girl went missing, but then she was really just away doing something else for a day or two or whatever. And they weren't supposed mm-hmm. to even leave the complex or whatever. So I was like, how mm-hmm. how did she get out? Nobody else got out unless they went with, you know, the guy or with, you know, Aubrey Plaza's character. So it was just it was just weird to me. Also, like, I feel like they wasted um uh Debbie Ryan. Yeah, she she could have been more in that movie. Yeah, I I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. Um, She-Hulk episode two. Um, did you get a chance to see it, Rachel? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, Matt, what'd you think of it? I enjoyed it. Um, I am liking it. Um, I am liking the third wall breaks. I like fourth wall breaks. Third wall breaks. Fourth. Yes fourth wall i'm liking that um i really enjoy the part where uh she goes back to bruce and was going to tell him that she's thinking about representing abomination and she was like uh that wasn't me i was a completely different person there literally because he mark raffio didn't play uh bruce banner in that it was uh edward norton jr so i like that um 
I'm liking this. I like to I like to see where it goes. I'm um I'm used to being greedy, having my all my food in front of me. So once it's over with, I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta wait for next week. I want all this food right now. But as a show, I'm liking this. The last the last Marvel was who's the last Marvel show? Miss Miss Marvel. Oh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Then it was Moon Knight, right? Yeah, that feels right. Okay. But yeah, I'm really so far two episodes in. I'm loving this so much more than um than um Miss Miss Marvel. Marvel. Another thing, I, but also uh, also I don't think that was really made for us. And I'm I'm not saying men. I'm saying like adults. Okay, well I mean it could be. But one thing I, I do like is for this. It's like they're taking. I guess I'm I'm assuming like maybe this is like on the Marvel Reddit boards, and I'm just not there to see this. Like. Stuff that like fans have been talking about, and now yeah. they're addressing on the show. Like the first episode was "It's Captain America: Version." That never once crossed my mind, but then it's like talking. I've, and I've now, seen I've seen stuff talk about that. And then this episode, it was um, oh oh, like her dad brought up like about uh, does Hawkeye go back and get his arrows and stuff like that? He's like it's a safety hazard. So I like little stuff like that though. So overall, right now I'm really enjoying this. Did you see um? Have you seen any of the Easter egg conversation about this episode? Either of you? No. No. So when she's on the computer looking for other jobs, you know, like on, when you're searching on the internet, they have like those bullshit stories, those, uh, I don't, those clickbait stories on like on the side mm-hmm. of websites. So there were two. It was one talking about um, there was a bar fight where this guy had these metal things come out of his hands. Reference to Wolverine. And then there's another article titled, Why is there a man coming out of the ocean? Eternals. Mm. Okay. I like that. Rachel, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was solid. Like, I think the first two have been solid. I don't think it's really like hit its stride yet. So I'm waiting for that. Um, but I think it's still solid. I've been enjoying it. I am a hundred percent with you, Rachel. I was waiting to go last, uh, cause I didn't want to, you know, throw off the momentum if you liked it. But, um, yeah, like I feel like episode two was a lot better than episode one, but I still feel like we have a few hurdles to get over before like this show is like solid like I liked the lawyer stuff like when she was talking to Abomination and you know he was like laying out his case because that's another thing that we don't really well at least I never really thought about about like how how much of a villain is Abomination like based off of that um Hulk movie where he came over here and they gave him the super soldier serum. They didn't give like it's not like they forced it on him. He agreed to do it. But the whole point of it was to keep up with Hulk because they were trying to arrest him. Things got really out of hand in New in New York, and you know some stuff got destroyed. But like at the end of the day, the Hulk is touted as a hero when he was destroying shit just like Abomination. And Abomination had been in jail for what ten plus years. I so, really like that part of it too to where you get the other side of it especially that situation where he was used as a he was protecting u.s assets and stuff like that 
to where all of a sudden they just dumped him in there. So right. I did really like that part. So like I feel like that 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 can be a good show. Like we really do need more superhero sh- content that isn't just like all right, we're gonna go in here and we're gonna hit some stuff and call it a day. Like I like the idea of this is a superhero law show. Where like uh I was as I was watching this episode, I was thinking about the Lincoln lawyer, how there was like an overall law case, but then you had these smaller cases each week. And I hope that the end goal is for that to be She Hulk. Where um I, hmm? Oh no, I thought about off those lines, I thought about the Incredibles. Oh, uh, yeah. you know how like they were suing the superheroes. So mm-hmm. maybe a thing to where a, a a civilian or somebody is suing. Doctor I was Strange. about to say Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say Hawkeye, but he don't really have the powers. But uh, uh, yeah, like Doctor Strange for something he did. So she's in there arguing and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that'd be very good. Or, or like what, I mean. what would be even funnier is like uh, they aren't suing Doctor Strange. They're suing his cape. Because like somebody yeah. fell off a building <laughs> and the cape like gave them whiplash or something. Right. Uh but yeah, like I just see like uh there's a storyline in the comics that I read a couple months ago. Um where uh the character, I believe his name is Star Fox or Eros, one of them. The guy that um what's that boy? What's that singer guy, that British guy? He was the Harry, credit Harry Styles. Yes mid-credit scene of Eternals in the comic book so he has a power of like kind of like suggestion like he can you know like that girl from um Umbrella Umbrella Academy Academy. yeah kind of like that and so he was being sued because this woman said that um she had an affair with him but not of her own accord and so the suit was he used his powers on her to have sex with her. And so there are, it was like maybe three or four issues. And as it went along, She-Hulk, like she, in the past, She-Hulk is somebody that likes to fuck. So like uh, she's had like relationships with like a lot of characters and she had a, a, a relationship with that character. And at, near the end of that arc, she slowly put it together that he used his powers on her also. And so uh, like it ended that that ended with like a fight. Cause like she whipped his fucking ass when she realized like she, <laughs> she was being used. Nice. But uh, like, I would hope like something like that where you like, you have like an overall, like something they're working on, like a really big case about like something, maybe not as serious as that, but like a big case. And, you know, you can bring in, like, D-tier characters. Obviously, Harry Styles is not going to do a TV show, but you you get what I'm saying. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the other thing besides, like, the Reddit stuff about when she was saying, uh, do the Avengers, she's, uh, does Avengers get paid? Do they get health care? Like, right. all this other stuff like that. And we that. know the answer like, to that. <laughs> <laughs> no. It is a volunteer service. It's right. So I like I like little stuff like that in in the, in the show. Right. All right. So I want to revisit Warner Land, um, like last week, because a couple things popped up. Um, 
So Aquaman 2 is being moved from March 17th, 2023 to uh, December 25th, 2023 because Shazam 2 is being moved from December 21st, 2022 to March 17th, 2023 partially so that it doesn't have to go up against Avatar 2 which, you know, is going to destroy the box office. Right. Right. Um, and then it says, as part of uh, the calendar shuffle, an untitled uh, Warner Brothers event movie has landed on February 10th, 2023. Evil Dead Rise has been moved from an, a- from, uh, an HBO Max release to a theatrical one that's coming out April 4th. Um, the Conjuring spinoff, The Nun, is coming out September 8th. And Salem's Lot, which was supposed to come out April 21st, 2023, is being moved to uh, um, an unannounced date. And this will be interesting to you, Matt. Uh, LeBron James's produced remake of House Party is coming out December 9th, but it will be a theatrical release instead of HBO Max. Oh, damn it. So, but there is some stuff coming out to HBO Max. Um we're getting a legacy sequel of a Christmas story. So oh. uh the sequel is called A Christmas Story Christmas, which is coming out November 17th of this year. Um this uh the original movie, A Christmas Story, came out 39 years ago. And they're bringing back original cast members. <laughs> I am not here for this. Sometimes you need to gotta let let things leave things alone. I mean, Never once in my mind I was like, you know what they should do? They need to do some more stuff with that Christmas story. <laughs> hey man, no. legacy sequels is where it's at these days, right? It wasn't even a hit when it came out, <laughs> but it it wasn't. But it's a hit now. Hit now, right? Yeah. Somebody who watches it every Christmas. <laughs> I'm not sure about this. You're about one. to watch this new one too. Good old adult Ralphie having the same misadventures as his parents. Yes. I was about to be like, you can edit this. I was like, are they still alive? I don't know. Like the actor and actresses. I have no idea. I've seen a Christmas story one time and I did not care for it. Oh. I just, I like, I looked at the IMDb and it, I looked at the person playing Ralphie and I clicked on his name and it said he played him in the original one. So I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, well, I'm happy for that actor. Get this money, but I'm not sure about this, uh, what this gonna be. <laughs> All right, last part, and this is more for me and Rachel. Um, the romantic drama Holiday Harmony and a Christmas mystery will be released November 24th. And the industry inspired romantic comedy A Holiday Christmas will be released December 1st. So we got some holiday, some shitty holiday movies to watch, Rachel. Yes. Yeah. Let let you take some time off in December. Get Rachel and Fran on, and we're going to have a good little episode there. Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we review Vengeance. I have a story. Okay. I'm in West Texas, where this family just lost their daughter to an opiate overdose. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's okay, it's not someone I was close to. But you flew to Texas for it? Uh, yes. Uh, it was a girl I hooked up with a few times. Her family thought that we were more serious than I did. I've heard so much about you. I've, I've heard 
Yeah. Evelyn just didn't die. She was murdered. What? And the two of us are going to avenge her death. So as like a personal boundary, I don't avenge deaths. But here's what I can do. I'm going to record everything that you think happened to Abilene. And we'll put it on a podcast and we'll see where it leads. What evidence does he have that it was a murder? Nothing. And that's the story. A writer from New York City attempts to solve the murder of a girl he hooked up with and travels down south to investigate the circumstances of her death and discover what happened. So, Rachel is an eight-timer, so you don't get the courtesy of going first. And I am leading the charge here, so Matt's not going to get the opportunity to go first. I'm going to slap this down like real hard. I should have saved this for the last person, just like the other one. But um, I fucking love this movie. And as of right now, this is on my list for top five of best of the year for me. Nice. That was unexpected. Seriously? I mean, I knew you would like it. I mean, but I didn't think you put it. You said it's one of the best. Okay. Elaborate. So I really like the commentary about online dating culture of now. A lot of people are just selfish and they're just out here just trying to fuck with no consequences, right? Like how people will like casually date like, you know, five and six different people. And it's just like, what are you really doing? Like you're not really giving yourself to anybody. So I really like that aspect of it. And then the whole you know, there are two Americas at this point. Like we are truly a divided nation and just like the boat, the two sides, like they just don't want to hear what the other has to say. And that caused, that has caused a lot of issues as of late. I'm not saying these issues weren't there like 30 years ago, but it's just so much worse now. Right. Like everybody wants to be in their own little pocket and, you know, just feed off, the teat of their own information um i really like like what it was saying about these podcasts you know uh he doesn't even care about these people and he's just recording it because he wants to make himself something more than he is and he feels like the best way to do that is with a podcast i really liked how i'm about to spoil this movie um uh, when they when um bj novak confronts the killer and he records him on you know confessing and i thought that the killer was gonna try and kill him but he was like okay like all right fine post that on your podcast i'll i'll be the villain for now but everybody's got their own take everybody's got, wants to have their own input on shit right it's like we how many times have we talked about on this show where you can have irrefutable proof of something, but there will always be those that will argue it down. And so there's so much, he is on tape confessing to murdering, to, to being the cause of this woman's death. And yet there will still be people that will defend him. Like all those yeah. elements. I love this movie. I really liked at the beginning when he talks to Issa Rae and he said that basically how everybody is on their own time and space and we're never connected and he brought up about texting and how you can 
I can text you right now, but then you're going to text me in your time and how people are separate like that and it's based off time. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And then also what you're saying about the the podcast and everything about, you know, feeling validation and wanting more from this, even though like particularly him where um, he didn't give a, he didn't care about those people. He was just there to make himself better or bigger. Um, the ending of it was um, unexpected. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, the ending was. was unexpected. Yes. But yeah. leading up to it, as, as far as the storyline and him getting more information and stuff, there was um, different elements that uh, I like, like uh, her family, her, like her sisters um, and her brother. I like like the silly stuff, what they were doing, where he's like, you want some coffee? How do you take it in my mouth? Um <laughs> Uh, and then, um, like her, their, her grandmother, granny, and the guns and stuff. Now, I've only been to Texas once, but I can only assume that that's what Texas people are like. <laughs> so, what part of Texas did you go to? Beaumont. Where is that? Like, where? What's the next closest biggest city? Houston, because we drove from. Um, he lives. Uh, Caesar lives in uh, Beaumont, and then like. Uh, one weekend we drove up to Houston too, so I guess close to Houston. Okay. Oh wow, that's an hour and seventeen drive. Yeah, I hear Houston is really big. Sorry, Texas is really big. Yeah, but um, so like overall, I enjoyed the I enjoyed it, even though she wasn't in it a lot. Just whenever I see Issa Rae, smile goes on my face. I love her so much. <laughs> I support um, everybody that's black. Black, right? Yeah, I really liked it too. Um, the I thought the premise was slightly different based on the trailer than when I started getting into the movie. Like, I thought he already had a podcast. Oh but, yeah, same. And um, and then it turns out like in the movie during the process, like you learn that he's just trying to get to a podcast. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have one yet. So that kind of like surprised me but I think it made it more to Chad's point about like and about just what he was saying in the movie that you know everyone's trying to to get their voice out and and you know put their put their voice on something and become someone you know based on you know a podcast or or whatever they want to put their voice on so I thought it tracked better that way than like if he had already had a podcast and and yeah found this yeah, family like, he had like a struggling podcast and he's like right. "Ooh, let me actually switch up to this true crime shit yeah because right. it's like if you really like yes we have a movie podcast we like movies this is an oversaturated market you know what's also an oversaturated saturated market but gets really fucking successful true crime true crimes yep yeah uh one thing i forgot was uh or we, that we didn't talk about was why <laughs> i still think about why why did you go to this funeral <laughs> he felt guilt. like he, he felt guilty yeah. and on the spot but a steal <laughs> why would you go, like you didn't even know who this person was why would you go to this funeral I mean, it really didn't get into it, but it's like he knew who she was once he saw her picture. It's just, you know, he out heard he out here juggling. All right. 
Well, I feel like his family didn't really, or her family didn't really give him a choice. They're, not really. They, he was kind of like not taking no for an answer over the phone. So he was going to have to give him something. Like he was going to yeah. have to do something. But uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, finish your thought, Rachel. Oh, what? I don't remember what. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. What were you saying, Matt? I was going to say, also, like, there's times where I have conversations with people where, like, when she was, when he was speaking to her brother about that, he was like, um, okay, so where you at? And he was like, uh, Houston? Oh, no, not there. Uh, and he kept, like, making them guess of what city it was us. He was like, well, just tell me where you're at. Was like, I've had conversations where, where people would just, I'm like, fucking tell me, just tell me the answer. Why are you making me guess? Right. I felt that. I uh, felt that. Let's be direct. Also, like, I feel like BJ Novak is a really good director because I've seen a couple things that Ashton Kutcher is in and he is not a good actor. But like, I I was feeling his performance in this movie. He was. Good. I meant to mention that. Yes, uh, yeah. he was. Um, what's the word? I'm not a star. Um, he was the. Um hidden gem in this movie i yes, guess that's yes, what he was. Was. yes yes he, he was. was he was a hidden gem he just seemed so like not methodical but like he was charismatic he was charismatic it's like the things go. he was yeah. saying is like it's low-key bullshit but it makes sense sense right like when he's talking <laughs> about like what he gave yeah right, no, go ahead i'm about to say the same no, thing i'm saying like oh no say what you want to say playlist yeah, I was like, <laughs> like, like everything he said, like you said, is like it's complete bullshit. But it's it makes sense. Like when he told that girl at the very beginning about you know this is your stuff on record and everything like that, yeah. I was like, ah, uh, that's deep. But then right, it, right. That's, just, that's just bullshit. He just sing the song like, and that so girl could that, that girl could that girl could not sing. I didn't think so either. I didn't think so either. <laughs> I thought she was she's alright, but enough for like after that speech he gave her, she was about to do some Whitney Houston, right, Jennifer right. Hudson type of but stuff, the, and it wasn't right. that. Yeah, no. but then he was, when he's talking about like you're a playlist person, and he was like, yeah, and he's all like, you know, once upon a time we used to pick our music, but music picks us. It's like we listen to these playlists, and we don't even know who these people are. And I was like, that's true, because like I have a lot of music on my playlist. I can't even tell you what these motherfuckers look like. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. So it's like Net- yeah. Netflix represent uh, requested for me to watch Mo. I defy that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that they was like, oh, he likes this. Give him that. And Netflix right, they right. But yeah, like God damn, I was just like, this is bullshit. But it sounds right. Like I get how you could just lure people in with that kind of stuff, you know. What they say with like with a false sense of security. Yeah, yeah. Would you um, want to see a, a a movie with just him, or no, a no, whole no, movie no. with him is not good? You need to have a sprinkle of him. Yeah, yeah. He worked. He worked best in like pieces. Like I don't know. Like all the okay. characters are really interesting. Like when he met up with that um with that uh Mexican guy that was um like I, was he in the cartels or trying to get into the cartels. I thought he was he wasn't... in because he claimed that he killed Abilene. But he also said he's he's letting people think that so that right. they don't kill so that they don't make him kill somebody. Right. So that's how he got in. But I don't know. I felt like that that was such an interesting character. 
yeah like all that and it's just like this is the life that you live and it's like he likes Adele but he can't go see Adele in Texas he's got to go to the next state over to make sure nobody fucking knows notices him there and shit you know right Right. Like there's yeah, a lot of a lot of real stuff in, in this movie. Yeah, and also I really like how, like I said, like he, BJ Novak didn't care about this girl. He named his podcast "Dead White Girl." I thought that was so shitty when he said that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I thought that was so shitty. <laughs> right, but it's also like that. You know what's gonna? It, it, it that draws in a certain type of listener. Right. that title right and it's just like so methodical and like uh what was he talking about about how like um 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 like the types of emotions like to the the, the type of motivators are all set in the future but vengeance is something that you're doing because of something that happened in the past or something like that mm-hmm. yeah like, I don't know, there were just so many good little speeches in this movie. Yes. Like what he said about how, like, right when he um he meets the brother and he talks to Issa Rae about, he's giving the product, telling her about it, and the whole point about how vengeance is really just you want to be in charge, you want to be in control of something, you cannot accept the fact that this happened, so you create something in your mind so you can go out and feel like you're a part of it. You can't just right. accept the facts for what it is. Right. So you created a situation where it, sh- it needs to be something else so I can do something about it. Right. There was one part that I wasn't sure about the movie. Is it um, is it that argument on the parking lot of Whataburger? No. Uh, I hated that part. No. Well, you mean when he gets... When, when like he, the brother punches him, yeah, and he end. told everybody, uh, you know why, you know why the fucking uh coastal people hate you, goddamn middle east, middle uh midwesterners. I was like, bro, we don't need this. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think that was necessary either. <laughs> but also, like when he's getting to know her brother at first, and he makes the comment about Schindler's List and stuff. Oh, um, I thought that was unnecessary. You you didn't. I don't think he realized that he was Jewish. And so yeah. like I felt like the joke is also you Jewish person, you look like you were in this movie about the Holocaust, Jewish person. Right. But yeah. I just didn't think like I thought the characters did such a good job like in other scenes of mm-hmm. of being themselves and like being completely different to, you know, what you would be used to in new york or whatever like i didn't think they needed that joke really okay um i will say another thing i didn't care for is that you hired dove camera to be in your movie and you don't have her sing what are we doing i was yeah i was waiting for her to like break out into song at some point and just be like that's what i'm gonna be famous for because she was just like i'm gonna be famous I'm going to be a famous celebrity. I don't know like what I'm going to do to get there, but right. I want to be famous. So I'm like, if the girl can sing, there's a producer in the town, like a record producer in the town. Like, can she discover that she has a voice? And right. like, yeah. Okay. So people like me, who is this person in real life? She is a former Disney kid. 
Uh, so she's been in newer stuff. Have you heard of the Descendants? Where like heard they're they're the descendants of like Captain Hook and Cruella Deville. Mm-hmm. I think um the the uh Wicked Witch, not Wicked Witch, uh the 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 uh from Snow White. What's that witch's name? I think I think her her I think that's her mom, right? Um, oh wait, have you seen those any of those movies, Rachel? No? I have not, but I feel like I need to. That's right. We actually talked about this in the car because we listened yeah. to one of her songs, and I was like, "This is a shame. She is really talented, and like in the those Descendant movies, they auto tune everybody." Oh, is that the snow? The one with Snow White? Is that the one that Ang- the movie Angelina Jolie played? Yes. Oh, Maleficent. Yes. No, 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 no. That no. That was sleeping. That was oh, Angelina Jolie. Uh, yes, yes, you're right. I was, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Shirley Theron. I apologize. Shirley Theron oh, was in Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, one other little comment: If you're casually dating somebody, why are you taking all these pictures with them? Because he probably don't care. <laughs> you gotta. You can't be doing that shit if you're out here. Well, I'm saying, but yeah. the thing is, he does he does not care. So, like, oh, the simple fact that like he had pictures with them, like, think think about how he's saving their net numbers, their names in his phone, Texas, redhead, this. He does not care. So, him going out being photo with this girl or this girl, he knows, regardless of what the girl thinks, he knows he's just out here living his life. So, him going on with the photo booths, taking it with this girl or doing this, whatever. He don't care. He's just moving how he moves. Now, they are like, just like on this one, she believed they were more than what he thought they were. So he doesn't care about that. Now, if he was on some sneaky leaks thing, then of course he'd be like, nah, I don't take pictures. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to appear that I'm uh, solo and I don't want no evidence of me being with another girl, but he does not care. In his mind, he know how he's doing it. So it doesn't matter to him. Fair enough. Well, and I was wondering if she was the kind of girl who's like, I must document everything and take pictures of everything. And how many times can you say no? Like, I don't want my picture taken with you and then still like continue on with that person that night. Like, mm, That's a good point. Well, this, as, this... as a as as musical people, who who love musicals and things of that nature, do you guys think that she could sing? I don't even remember her singing. I remember a little bit. I thought when he was watching was... it on his laptop. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think there was enough of her singing to really tell. I mean, I, for me, I could tell instantly that girl in the sound booth couldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember her singing, but um, I don't know. Like I was looking at her, I was like, I've never seen that woman a day in my life. And I looked at her IMDb, and I was like, Oh, I've seen a couple of your movies. Yeah, she. <laughs> well, or she is now they. I think changed pronouns and names. Oh, seriously? Okay, my my bad. I didn't. You did some research. No, I just I know her from other movies. So, you know and them. I, or them (laughs) um and i noticed in the credits that they had their name different than in past credits okay okay because they've been what is their name now 
They've right. been on was... like America's Next Top Model. They were in oh, wait, Bodies. Really? They were in Crazy Stupid Love. They were yeah. in. Have you seen um Two Night Stand? Two Night Stand. Yep, I saw that. No, I really like that movie. She's like the the too. the female lead of that movie. You said Two yeah. Night Night Stands. Yeah, with uh, what's that little boy's name? Miles um, Teller. Yes. It's a fun little movie, and it's, and Kid Cudi's in it. Yeah, it's a fun movie, but I just noticed that the name was was different in the credits, and I forgot that that it happens. Wait, is this Leo Tipton? Who yeah. is this person? Yeah. What do you guys think the Rotten Tomatoes is on this movie? 137 um, reviews. I'm something pretty high. Um I'll say above 60. Mm, let's go 65. I'm gonna go with 70. 79. Oh wow. Okay. With, with an 85% audience score. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good movie overall, yes. Yeah. All right, trivia. During the movie, a character says that BJ Novak looks like a character that would have been in Schindler's List. I had no idea you were going to take umbrage with this bit, Rachel. I'm sorry. Of the following World War II movies, which was BJ Novak in? A, Pearl Harbor. B, Inglorious Bastards. C, Jojo Rabbit. Or D, Captain America, the first Avenger. I'm gonna go with B. Okay, I'm talking. I'm gonna talk this out. Jo- you say Jojo Rabbit. I was like, that sounds like a kids' cartoon movie. Uh, so, but I guess it's, um, no, it's uh, Taika Waititi directed it. He may have won an Oscar. It's good, and also I want to preface: Taika is Jewish. He plays Hitler. It's. There are parts where it does make light of um Nazism, Nazism, Nazis. Yeah. But it at the end of the day, it still hits you with that gut punch of like all this is very fucked up. Cause I remember you have not seen it, right, Rachel? No, I haven't. Right. So that's what Jojo Rabbit is about. But it's got like a lot of funny people, like Rebel Wilson's in it, and she's like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with Pearl Harbor. Ooh. So Rachel's right. He was in Inglorious Bastards. Who was he in there? Because I've seen that recently. That's the one with um God damn it. What is the, we um the uh have you seen it, Rachel? I haven't seen have it. Have you seen any of these movies besides Captain America? No, I don't think so. Actually, I've uh, I've seen well, I've I've only not seen uh Pearl Harbor, but uh let's see, Inglorious Bastards. It's got Brad Pitt in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has. I'm trying to find this man. Oh, Christoph Waltz. Yes, he's a uh, like that. The, the the character he plays is like. You know, sometimes villains have some like some kind of redeeming qualities, and like you, oh, you might not yeah. 
Yeah, yeah but him, no, he has none. It's like he's absolutely a, he, none. Like one hundred percent villain. That throughout the whole movie, there's nothing to like about him. Yeah, and it's like, is this is a Quentin Tarantino movie? So like, it's going to be uh explode ex not expletive. It's it's gory. It's got mm-hmm. language, but the writing is so fucking good. Like, there's a scene. Michael Fassbender is in this movie. Also, funny oh, enough, Michael Myers. Uh, did you say who is that, Rachel? Oh no, I said that's right. That's right. I so there's it. a scene in a bar with uh Michael Fassbender and maybe Christoph Waltz. I can't remember who else is in that bar scene, but like that is like so, like every, almost every scene where Christoph Waltz is in like edge of your seat like any wrong like they're they're just surrounded by nazis in this scene and it's just like Mm -hmm. you're going to fucking die if you answer these questions wrong like they're they're, they're talking and it's just like all right this conversation is going good like y'all almost out they're gonna leave yeah i'll leave it there but yeah (laughs) and like even when it opens like it's just so fucking intense i'm not saying you should watch the milk the milk and everything yes yes (laughs) yes i'm not saying you should watch it i'm just saying it's an intense movie um so for the trivia i had to actually put most of this together myself because it's a little light on trivia uh, the only thing in IMDb is um, on the on an episode of Office Ladies podcast, BJ Novak said that he first got the idea for the film when he saw a poster for another film titled Vengeance at a film festival. He said that uh, image was stuck in his head of a poster with the title Vengeance, but with his face on it. So, you know narcissist but hey <laughs> right I ain't right mad at you. I ain't mad at just you just like just like his character <laughs> <laughs> um this is the first movie that bj novak has directed he's directed a lot oh. of tv and the last thing which really surprised me this movie was filmed in albuquerque new mexico oh not texas why the fuck we oh actually i do know why um because uh once upon a time um Austin specifically, but mostly the state of Texas was a really good place for filmmakers like that. You know, uh, they had like a lot of like tax incentives and, you know, Robert, Robert Rodriguez got his start out there. Uh And when um, they got a new governor and he got rid of a lot of those incentives because he didn't like all those Hollywood people, you know, injecting money into their state. Because, you know, fuck California. Goddamn blue state hippies, right? Right. Right. So I'm sure there's probably better tax incentives in New Mexico versus Texas. But all right. That was the show. It's a good one. Um, You're always a great guest to, you know, bounce stuff off of, Rachel. Um, You are getting closer and closer to getting that golden ticket punch, you know, your free sandwich. I am. So we got to be a little bit more careful when we call you back. <laughs> but, you know, uh, what? I, uh, I joked earlier about how, you know, before it was you and then that was me. But now I'm thinking about this. Maybe I need to be on the same train to not let her off. Because I start thinking, what if she chooses a musical? I won't like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh right. So I was like, <laughs> so I was like, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe, maybe I need to join on you for betting her. <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> I I have an idea of what she's gonna pick because it's been something she's been asking me to watch for like a year now, and I've been like, yeah. I'm I'm okay. I'm old. Okay. Is it a musical? It's not a musical. No. Okay. Like, okay. Then I'm fine. <laughs> like we were hanging out one time, and like we, uh, she was like, "Oh man, I can't remember what what. Oh, you couldn't find where to stream it from, but I knew yeah. where, it was, where it was streaming on, and I wouldn't tell you. Yeah. Because I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably going to be the movie she makes us watch. But uh, Rachel, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Nope, just thanks for having me. You don't want to plug, you know, COVID tests and quarantine? Oh, yes. Um, get ne- Needlepoint and three bags <laughs> on a fucking overnight trip. <laughs> I like to be prepared for any circumstances that come up. How many pairs of shoes did you have? Like two or three. Maybe. But that's because I wasn't sure if it was gonna rain and then Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I like to be prepared for any situation. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page. We used to talk about this at work. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at we used to talk pod come back next week actually actually no not yet so um this upcoming wednesday just say what now i'm gonna say just come back next week you don't tell what it is (laughs) (laughs) no no we let them know because this is gonna be a fucking this is gonna be so much goddamn work this coming week they're gonna know what we're about to fucking bring to them but no uh this upcoming wednesday is the latest apple event and I um, I love movies, but I also love technology. So there's going to be a bonus episode with my cousin Bree that should be dropping that night uh, about our impressions and how much money we intend to spend on new Apple products. So look out for that bonus episode on Wednesday. Um, the Then next week, we're going to do all six Jurassic movies with Liz um, from the Mother's Day episode. Um, so that's going to be a lot of work and, um, we've got six days to do it. So six days. And I haven't watched, and I haven't watched anyone now. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched any of them either. I was like, man, I'm doing anything but my homework. Exactly. (laughs) And like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode, but whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.